What is good, everybody? Welcome to an emergency Niners Nation live podcast. And all I can say is ding dong. Russell Wilson is finally gone. We got the news today just moments ago from Adam Schefter that Russell Wilson is going to be traded out of Seattle, out of the NFC West, out of the NFC, and more importantly, out of the 49ers' hair. He is going to the Denver Broncos, although I will say San Francisco will have to play him at least once next year because the Niners do travel to Denver, so they will still see Russell Wilson. We're not totally done yet, but barring that, Russell Wilson is not going to be the 49ers problem in the years to come. He has been traded or he will be officially traded from Seattle outside of the division. And this is just like, oh, man, I've just been waiting for this. This is just like a nice breath of fresh air. It's finally happened. It has finally happened. And I feel great. This has been a great day for the 49ers in general. Not only do you have Aaron Rodgers deciding that he is going to stay in Green Bay. Well, it would have been better if he went to the AFC, I agree. But he's staying in Green Bay, which is very, very good for the Jimmy Garoppolo trade market. Now you've got Russell Wilson. He's going to Denver, which was a Jimmy trade spot. But there are going to be other teams now, possibly Indianapolis, possibly Pittsburgh, possibly who knows? who could be trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, it's not going to be Seattle. Uh, But so I think the Jimmy trade market is is very strong right now. I think this is ultimately a good news. I'm trying to see the compensation. Let's see. Adam Schefter is tweeting about it right now. Uh, Forgive me. Let me just read this. Drew Locke is part of the compensation. Seattle is going to get back defensive lineman Shelby Harris, whom Denver considers a locker room leader, along with Drew Locke and multiple picks. Okay. Like, if that's all right. Look, I, I hope that the, all the picks are terrible for Seattle, and I hope that this just turns into a complete disaster. Let me add Levin Black here. What's up, Levin? Not Seattle. <laughs> As I have said, ding dong, Russ is finally gone. Like, can you believe it's real? I mean, we still have to play him next year because we're going to Denver, but, like, Russell Wilson is gone. The witch is dead. It's a weird feeling of a bunch of different emotions. Relief. Don't have to play him anymore. Happiness. Seattle is a freaking wasteland at this point. Like, they were a bad team that was maybe playoffs just because they had a really good quarterback. To, I mean, for you, you got a little bit of anger like he lied to you? Because you talked to him (laughs) like a month and a half ago, and he's been adamant. Like, I'm not leaving Seattle. That turns out to be complete BS. I knew you could tell when I talked to him, he wouldn't just say, no, I want to say, or yes, I want to stay. He always just vomited up this word salad. And yeah. you know, I'm Levin, concentrating what, on Seattle, right? I'm concentrating on this moment. What moment, Russ? There's no game. There's nothing to concentrate on. So it was, it's absurd. He's gone. Julio watching on the Niners nation YouTube page. Let's freaking go. Perfect quarterback market. Rogers stays in green Bay and Russ is out of the NFC West. Yeah. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. You had the new cycle for like, 10 minutes and now yeah, it's Russell Wilson on the same day. Let's get to that first Levin. How do you think this impacts the Jimmy Garoppolo trade market? I mean, it helps a little, but I don't think it, it's going to change anything drastically. If somebody truly wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, they would have made the deal. The only one out there 
is possibly there's a team out there that is offered enough and Jimmy has vetoed using his no trade clause. Like that's possible in Washington. You know, we've talked about it. We talked about it with uh, Grant Cohn last week that it's possible and I wouldn't blame him at all that Jimmy is saying no to Washington because they're going to be in the press for all sorts of negative things for the next year. Like who wants to go there to try to earn their name and prove that they're truly a good starting quarterback. But in terms of his market, like I, I would guess that maybe there's a team now that's willing to give up a little more, but it's not like they're in the same stratosphere. You know, you're talking about having to give up multiple firsts and a bunch of other stuff to get either Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. For Jimmy Garoppolo, like a second gets it done instantly. A third probably gets it done, in my opinion. So it's not like a team suddenly goes, oh, well, we were willing to trade two first-round picks and a bunch of other assets for one of those two. I guess now we can trade a second-round pick. No. like I feel like the teams that were in for Jimmy Garoppolo weren't going to be in on those two because it's completely different stratosphere of deals. I'm just so glad he's gone. John Lund <laughs> just had a tweet. Russell Wilson career against the 49ers, 17 and four, including the playoffs, 64.7 completions, 36 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Like there is no other way to put it. Russell Wilson kicked the 49ers ass for his entire career period. End of story. And he is gone. Now we are not going to have to worry about that anymore. I'm a little sad because like, we never beat him, you know, right. like we never took him down. But if you can't beat him, get him the hell out of the division. <laughs> and that's exactly what just happened. The NFC takes yet another hit. I mean, it's pretty much in terms of truly elite quarterbacks, it's Aaron Rodgers. Everybody yeah. else in the AFC. Like the if you want to give your top eight, seven of the eight are probably in, in the AFC. It's it's crazy how stacked that conference has come become with all the young quarterbacks. Yeah, it's uh, the AFC West. I mean, it, unfortunately, the Niners have to play the AFC West next year. Mahomes, yeah. <laughs> Herbert, Carr, who's not terrible, and now Russell Wilson. And and uh, that that group there in Denver, they have a formidable offense. Jerry Judy is there. Noah Fant is there at tight end, which Russ really hasn't had like a threatening tight end. They had Jimmy Graham, but he was broke-ass Jimmy Graham. Like he's in a great spot in Denver. That Those games are going to be tough. Those are four four just knockdown dragouts on the 49ers schedule. Let, let's be honest. It, it's it flipped the NFC West. I would have said is the best conference with this deal. It becomes the AFC West, the best yeah. conference or not conference. The best division is what I'm meaning. The best division in, in the NFL has flipped. Russell Wilson flipped it from the NFC West to the AFC West. That division is going to be a bloodbath. Pretty much every single game in, in that division between two divisional opponents is going to be must-watch game of the week. Yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, I don't blame you. Um, and you know what? I'm here for it. Like, I don't I don't have this pride thing. Like, do I want the 49ers to beat everybody? Yeah. But if they got to a Super Bowl playing a bunch of crap teams and played nobody good in the playoffs, like, I'll take that too. I yeah. don't care. Like, I'm not – it doesn't matter. Your championship doesn't count any less – if you beat bad teams or good teams, they still give you the trophy. You know, it's like they say that the person that graduates medical school last in their class is still called doctor. Yeah. How do you think Derek Carr feels right now? He's got to be sitting there going like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to be elevate yourself as a quarterback when 
you're going to be the fourth best quarterback in your division. You know what I mean? Like, how, how do you look good in comparison? Like, it, it's going to be hard for him. And it's going to be – he's got to be looking at it now going, do I really want to re-up and stay in this division? Like, I got to beat these three guys to win a division title, just the division title, let alone then go through them in the playoffs. Like, if I was a quarterback in the AFC, I would be looking at, hmm, maybe, maybe I want to go to the NFC. Yeah, I don't know how you could see it any other way at this point. Clearly, the NFC is uh, the weaker conference right now. It's going to be just a brawl in the AFC for years and years to come. Uh, I'm trying to check right now to see if there's been any update to the odds for the 49ers because all of a sudden, Niners winning the NFC looks a hell of a lot better. Uh, The Niners are still at plus 550, which is third. The Rams are plus 400. The Packers are plus 450. The Niners are plus 550. The Seahawks are at plus 1600, but they haven't, that hasn't been updated since yesterday. Uh, actually, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. They'd probably that, go to like 2500. I don't know when that was updated, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's, it has to have affected them because supposedly Drew Locke is in the deal. So, yeah. I mean, if you're Seattle, like that's, that's who you're going for is, is, oh, yeah. Noah Fant is in the deal also. Oh. Seahawks will receive. Here we go. This is USA Today. Sorry, I'm trying to check on this stuff as we host this thing. Seahawks will receive two first-round picks, two second-round selections, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. So that is the package, according to USA Today, that the Seahawks are getting from Russell Wilson. You know what? That's If I'm Denver, I would make that – like that's an easy call. That's an easy call for me. Two firsts and two seconds. Who cares? Like that to me, I think Denver wins the trade. Yeah, I think it's a win-win. I think that's enough compensation that it's not a bad deal for Seattle. Seattle probably had their hands tied behind closed doors. I'm sure Russ had a trade demand in, and he just doesn't want the fallout. Uh, <laughs> which, ironically, the way this went down, the fact that it came immediately after Rogers and all that. Didn't get messy, didn't get leaked ahead of time. Russ gets to save a lot of face with the way this went down. People aren't going to be sitting here going, oh, Russ forced his way out. They really didn't want to trade him. You know, if this dragged on and it came out, Russ had demanded a trade and things sit for a month, nobody's meeting their offer. People are going to start to turn on Russ and be like, this guy's, you know, ruining the team. He he gets out kind of scot-free. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think he was going to get moved unless he expressly said publicly, I want out. Now, maybe he put his foot down behind closed doors. I don't know. But I thought he was going to have to publicly do it because I didn't think that Seattle would would trade him unless right. he kind of forced them to. But, I mean, maybe. Again, I think maybe. this shows that him and Pete ran their course, that that was fractured. Because I think you're right. If there was a chance to salvage it, Seattle would have tried. The fact that they pulled this trigger and they had this deal must have been agreed to prior to the Rogers stuff. And it was just if Rogers is gone. You know, I'm guessing Denver had a deal in place with Green Bay that if Rodgers doesn't re-sign and truly wants out, Denver gets him. Well, that's what Mike Florio Florio had said, that they had had a pack. Rodgers had trade agreements in place with Denver, Pittsburgh, and uh, one other team, which is escaping me at the moment, uh, Tennessee. Um, So supposedly the Rodgers deals were worked out. Now, how much did Denver have to pivot to to do this Russell thing? Obviously not that much because it got done pretty damn fast. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had one reaction that is a little, uh, I, I think as it comes down, I, I'm curious if anybody will find out, ask him, did Von Miller know yesterday? 
Yeah, because Vaughn was talking about wanting to go back to Denver. How about this? The Broncos have used 11 different starting quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired prior to the 2016 season. That's tied for the most in the NFL over that span. Larry McGurgan, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, does the price go up for Jimmy Garoppolo now? I don't think it affects the price for Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think it affects the suitors for Jimmy Garoppolo because I had Denver as a potential primary suitor for him. Obviously that's not happening now. Obviously Seattle is not going to be a suitor for Jimmy Garoppolo, although that would be a hell of a story. Um, What do you think in terms of the trade though? Like some people are tweeting me, messaging me. I think Jimmy's going to get traded like today or tomorrow. Do you think now, I mean, the Rogers domino has fallen. Russ domino has fallen. Jimmy's the next big piece, right? If Jimmy is not traded by the in the next couple of days, I would say by the weekend, then to me, that means there is no deal. And that the team is either waiting for the new league year when Jimmy's no trade clause expires and they can pull the trigger and trade him right away, or they're going to end up releasing him just before free agency. Like that, that's what it means to me. Like they got to have a deal. At this point, like they have to have done all the negotiating there is to negotiate at this point. So they have to know what it is. Um, the only thing I I would argue, maybe these two quarterback moves, not really Russ, but the Rogers one, maybe it actually hurts Jimmy like that. That's there is a potential there that a team goes, well, Jordan loves out there. Oh, that, come on. Hey, if I was running a team and I needed, you know, a, a shot in the dark to save my job. Do I want Jimmy Garoppolo coming off his shoulder surgery on his throwing shoulder, knowing what he is, which is an average quarterback, not really any high level potential anymore, or take the roll of the dice that is extremely risky, but also has at least some high level reward chance. You know what I mean? Like if, if I'm a GM of a team, would I rather trade a second round pick for Jordan Love or Jimmy Garoppolo? with what we know right now, I would probably choose Jordan Love just because you don't know what Jimmy's going to be when he gets back. Like people can say it's not that big of a deal to surgery. It's still his throwing shoulder and he already had a below average arm. So what happens if it took another hit to where he just doesn't have the strength that he had prior to the injury? Well, then he's Chad Pennington, end of career Chad Pennington, where he just doesn't have the arm strength to do what he needs to do and defenses know it. Except he's Chad Pennington that throws way more interceptions. But I don't think you're going to have to give up a second-round pick if you want Jordan Love. Why would you? The Packers aren't going to do anything with him. I'm off, If I want Jordan Love, if I'm like hell-bent on it, the, the thing that makes him appetizing over Jimmy Garoppolo is potentially a higher ceiling. And two, I'm giving you a fifth-round pick for Jordan Love. Otherwise, uh, one, of the, one of the NFL guys tweeted out that uh, they asked around at the Combine, and the consensus was Jordan Love would probably go for a second-round pick. How about this from Julio? Levin, you're underestimating the impact of desperation. When you're desperate, you'll take the guy. Uh, will you take the guy that went to the NFC Championship game or Jordan Love? You don't have two to three years to see what Love can do. What do you think about that? Way to go, Julio. It depends on your situation. If you're desperate, about, well, that's about the only way I guess I would trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. So I guess that makes sense. But... <laughs> well, but, <laughs> but no, like I, I to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to save anybody's job. Like I, I, I've said on our pod, like he's somebody that is average and it's hard to find an average quarterback. There are a lot more below average to terrible quarterbacks in the NFL than there are average or better. Like 
it's just it's a position where there's only maybe 16 guys who can do it in a halfway decent job where you have the chance to go to a Super Bowl with them. You know what I mean? Now, Jimmy's not elevating a team at all. He's just better than most out there. So, you know, if you're a team that could be eight and eight and you add him, maybe you get to 10 and or not eight and eight, eight and nine, and you add him, you can get to 10 and seven, maybe get in the playoffs. Like, I don't think that's going to save anybody's job. If, if you're desperate enough to think Jimmy Garoppolo is your savior, you're probably not belonging in the position you have. Okay, let's do this if you can, if you're willing to indulge me. I will pretend to be John Lynch. You pretend to be various GMs around the league. I'll give you a specific general manager. And let's have the trade discussions because I think I can sell this to you if you'll let me. Are you down to do this? Uh, Sure. Okay. We'll see let's, how this goes. Let's start. You be Kevin Colbert, the current Steelers GM. I will be John Lynch. I'm calling you right now. So answer your phone. <laughs> What do I need to go get my kids play phone and hold it up to my ear? <laughs> no, that's good. Although if you do, if you do the the finger, the pinky, and the thumb, most people like don't know what you're talking about because most people oh, just yeah, have the flat days. cell phone yeah, now. Yeah. That's how old we are. Okay, yeah, I gotta do this. Kevin, John Lynch with the 49ers. How you doing? Uh, well, it depends on what you're calling for. Well, I'm calling because I think you know that you need a quarterback, and we have one to sell. We have one that can get you right back into the playoffs in the AFC. Okay, I think I have one with Mason Rudolph. Sorry, I, I have to say that because that's what they're going to say. <laughs> I don't personally believe that. <laughs> Look, Kevin, you're a very busy man. I don't want to waste your time. I think you know the position we're in. We can hammer this thing and get this done right now. You can have your quarterback in place before free agency starts. So what's it going to take? I already told you. I'll give you a fourth-round pick right now. Fourth-round pick? We're talking about a guy that's gone to the NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl in two out of the last three years. We're talking about a guy that has that currently can't do anything, can't pass a physical. I don't know what his shoulder is going to be when, when he comes back. And how'd that NFC Championship game go? What did he do for you? First of all, right now, before the surgery, he probably throws better than Mason Rudolph. So let's just get that. You saw him in the playoffs. He could still throw the ball. Look. Third round pick this year, a conditional pick next year, a fourth or a third, and this thing is done and you can get back to your real life. You're going to have to convince me not to draft a quarterback. I feel like I can have... Draft a quarterback? Sure. I got great receivers here. I can get a quarterback that I believe in that has high-level potential and he can do well enough. I mean, I just threw out a dead body in Big Ben and we made the playoffs, so... <laughs> That's disrespectful and hilarious, Kevin. Look, if you want to if you want to play the lottery and hope that you can get a rookie that someday is good enough to get you back to the playoffs, that's your business. But I know that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season as a Steelers head coach, and I don't think he wants to break that streak anytime soon. You have a championship-level defense right now. You just said it. You have great playmakers on offense. I can give you a guy that you know you have seen in two out of the last three years. You give him a good defense, and you surround him with playmakers. And not only can you get to the playoffs, you can make a deep run in the playoffs. You can't afford not to make this trade. Sure I can. There'll be other guys out there. And I know Ooh. that you're stuck behind a wall there because you got to get rid of them. So do I want to trade you a fourth right now? Yeah, that will get it done. Do I want to trade you a second? No, because the guy's probably going to be a free agent here in two weeks if I don't make a deal. And Kevin. I can sign him for whatever I want. 
listen, Kevin, I got a lot of other GMs to call on my list. If I'm not trading him to you, I'm trading him to somebody else in your conference and you're going to have to deal with him. So the question you got to ask yourself is, would you rather have this guy on your team or would you rather be playing against him with Mason Rudolph or some random rookie that you draft on one of the weakest quarterback classes we've ever seen? I'll tell you what I'll up it to, and this is my final offer. I'll give you a fourth this year. I'll give you a fourth next year that could become a third if we make the playoffs. Done. Thank you very much. You made a you made a smart decision, Kevin Colbert. Thank you very much. I'm going to call the legal office. We'll get that squared away immediately. Good. Now I can retire. <laughs> Which is the crazy <laughs> thing, right? Kevin Colbert is not going to be the Steelers GM after. I think it's after the draft this year. Yeah. Because he's deciding to step away. So like he's going to be the guy making this deal if it happens. It's it's a weird situation in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the, I mean, that is, looking at it from the outside, one of the reasons why they probably do go a veteran, because if you're Mike Tomlin, you're not sitting here going, yeah, sure, pick the quarterback in the draft and then go retire, and I'm stuck with him if it goes bad. No, he probably wants a veteran to where he can stay winning right away. Like, Mike Tomlin, I I feel, is more respected around the league than he is in Pittsburgh. Like, I live in Pittsburgh. It's yeah. very 50-50 here in the city Which whether people crazy. think he's a really good coach or not. I'm I'm stunned by that. Like like it, I feel like if they go out and they have like a 6 and 11 season because they don't get a quarterback and they really try to run out Mason Rudolph, yeah. He probably doesn't survive that. I'm um, I'm surprised that there are so many people in Pittsburgh that are like, "Hey, let's just get rid of this guy." Like Trust me, you know, we've seen bad code. We've seen Jim Tom Sula. We've seen right. Chip Kelly. It's bad. Um, but, so that, I mean, this is a franchise that they've had three head coaches going back to the seventies. Right. So they're, they're not, they're not a fan base that has seen a blow up in their face. Basically. They haven't hired a coach that has just been a disaster. They don't know what that's like. Cause they've gone from Chuck Knoll to Cower, right. to Tomlin. Like, they have not had a head coaching hire pretty much since 90% of the fan base has been alive that they hired, and it's a Chip Kelly situation where you're like, well, we messed up this one. We got to find somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, they, it's kind of like they, they think the grass is greener, and they don't know that the grass can be on fire on the other side. So we did just the Steelers situation. How much different do you think the conversation goes – if you were, if I'm calling Washington or I'm calling Indianapolis or I'm calling somebody else, do you think the conversation is much different? Do you think the return is much different? No, I, I, I feel like what the situation is from the little bit that's leaked out, I feel like Washington probably has offered enough. I don't know what enough is, but I feel like they are probably the top bid and Jimmy is saying no to Washington. Because I don't blame him. There, there keeps being reports that come out from different people saying Washington's really interested in Jimmy. So I, I think that's probably true. The problem is, is I don't think the Steelers are overly convinced that Jimmy is that much better than Mason Rudolph. So I, I think they think he is better and they're willing to make a deal, but they're not willing to overpay for it. And at the same time, I think the Colts are probably sitting there going, is Jimmy better than Wentz? And I think that's a legitimate question. I think they're both average quarterbacks who have extreme uh, Achilles heels, if you want to call it. They're, they're quarterbacks that I think make pretty good cons uh, decisions most of the time, but 
they keep they only like to do the same thing over and over. They're limited in what they're willing to throw, and defenses can adjust, so they end up turning the ball over. See, I think the sell to the Colts is even easier because what I would say is, look, you just had to deal with Carson Wentz. The dude is borderline uncoachable. He wasn't willing to do everything he could to to win because he wouldn't get the vaccine and he, you know, potentially put the whole season at risk. He couldn't beat the two win Jaguars with his playoff life on the line at the end of the season. You've had to deal with this guy for a year. You admitted yourself that they didn't flat out say it, but they all but said that he's not going to be on the team next year. You get Jimmy Garoppolo in there. Ask DeForest Buckner, Chris Ballard. Ask DeForest Buckner if Jimmy Garoppolo, how he is as a leader, if he's coachable, if his teammates like them. Because I guarantee you the 49ers players love Jimmy Garoppolo a hell of a lot more than the Colts players like Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's potentially true. Uh, I, I I don't know. Like I feel like there are other quarterbacks out there that I don't personally think are your saviors, but I don't think they're much worse, if worse at all, than Jimmy Garoppolo, like that nobody's talking about, like Teddy Bridgewater. Do I think Teddy Bridgewater is that much worse than Jimmy? No, I think they're pretty equivalent. You got to remember the weapons Jimmy Garoppolo's gotten to play with and the coach that he's gotten to have. You know, to me, he's not that much different. He's one of those guys that is... He gives you enough moments where you almost convince yourself, yeah, this is the guy. But in reality, he's not the guy. Well, I mean, from a skill standpoint, I agree with you. But like, the, you know, this is not fantasy football. Like coaches, general managers, Ron Rivera, people like that, they're going to look and say, Jimmy Garoppolo has had success in the playoffs. Teddy Bridgewater's never done that. Right. He's never – there is – a tangible kind of like proven commodity feel. You got to sell your fan base and it's really easy to sell your fan base on Jimmy Garoppolo. It is. It really. And honestly, like let's just say the commander straight for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's the best quarterback they've had in a long time there. Really? Maybe since RG three. I mean, I'm uh, granted. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I haven't researched this. I would say Alex Smith before his injury. Maybe that that's pretty close. That's end of career. Alex Smith. I would say he was probably better. So, I mean, I, I, I think you can definitely sell it if you're Washington. I think you can – I think it's a tougher sell Let, if you're Let's Indy. put it this way. Washington, maybe part of the reason why they're big on Jimmy is they need a quarterback who's not going to create any kind of bad press. Right. And we know Jimmy won't because he doesn't say anything. And so. he's already dated a porn star. <laughs> he got that out of, out of the system. Uh, yeah. But – you know what I mean? Like they need a quarterback who's going to come in, isn't going to comment on that situation. It's just going to concentrate on football. Isn't going to cause any waves. Isn't going to go throwing his weight around the franchise, making yep. demands or any of that. He kind of fits exactly what they need. It's just, I don't think he wants to go there and I do not blame him. I would not go anywhere close to Washington. If I was a player, <laughs> this is any way you slice it. This is a good day for the 49ers. Russell Wilson is gone. He can't hurt us anymore, Levin. He can't hurt it. Like, I'm not free. I'm free of Russell Wilson. I'm free of a guy who can get absolutely dominated for three quarters and then the fourth quarter just turn into this unstoppable force. Like, we don't have to see that beyond next year when we play Denver for one game, which even if the Niners were to lose, it's a non-conference, non-division game. It, it, no more Houdini acts. That's the oh. part that always frustrated me with Russ. Like, oh, we got him. Oh, what the heck? You know what I mean? 
Not only is it not a sack, now he's chucking it 60 yards downfield to a wide open receiver. Yeah, you got to wonder what DK and Tyler Lockett are thinking right now. Especially Tyler Lockett, like him and Russ seemed pretty close. Like, if there's one person who could come out and kind of be heavily critical and maybe get Russ some criticism, could be Tyler Lockett. Because if Tyler Lockett comes out and says, I feel betrayed because Russ told me last week that he wasn't going anywhere. You know well, I mean? that would probably get a lot of publicity and Russ would probably get asked about it. You know, for all the people, and we've gotten a lot of hate because you and I, I think, are some of the most skeptical hosts on the Niners Nation Network here. For all the people that give us crap because we don't just take what Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch or anybody says at face value, six days ago, Less than a week, six days ago, Pete Carroll said there's no intent to trade Russell Wilson. We have no intention of trading him there. And now he's gone. So, like, no. I don't want to hear you guys in my – see you guys in my mentions or have you come at me in a Twitter space saying, ooh, Kyle Shanahan said this and John Lynch said that. No, this is the season of lying. Words mean nothing. The only thing that matters is what you do. And what happened, what the Seahawks did is traded Russell Wilson. And this trade was definitely agreed to last week put it that way i think this trade was sitting in the wings and it's been just sitting there where denver goes look we'll pull the trigger on that the moment we know rogers is out and i the broncos played that perfectly like that's what they should do if you're telling me aaron Rodgers or russell wilson i'm taking aaron Rodgers. so them sitting and waiting makes perfect sense and seattle was just sitting there probably wishing aaron Rodgers would sign to go back to green bay Man, if I was a Seahawks fan, I would be furious. You couldn't get three firsts for Russell Wilson. Right. <laughs> you couldn't get three firsts. You gave up Russell Wilson in a fourth. You got two firsts in a, in a draft class that is that is dry when it comes to super high end talent. You got two firsts, two second. Like, I'm sorry, that's it's that's not, not only that, but like, if I'm a Seattle fan right now, not only am I devastated that you know the best quarterback in franchise history is gone while he's still in his prime, I should say. But at the same time, the people that have been making the draft picks to turn this roster into a wasteland are the ones still in power. So I can't have a whole lot of faith that these draft picks are going to work out. Like the last, I saw it earlier. uh, Somebody tweeted out the last first round pick that Seattle actually hit really good on was, uh, oh, now I'm drawing a blank on his name, the safety that left a couple of years ago. Jamal Adams? No, the safety that left a couple of years ago that they drafted. Uh, ah, well, the, I don't know. He torpedoed himself. He went to Baltimore. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Oh, Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas was the last one that they actually hit like a big home run on. I haven't yeah. gone back to look at all those. Somebody from the national media tweeted out that it's been like a decade since they hit a big home run on a first round pick. Those guys are still there, which if I'm if I'm Seattle's brass, like the front office, I'm going, Pete, go retire. Like, what are you doing here? You're not going to be around long enough. I need to get a regime in here that I can build for them and their what they want because you're not going to be around. Like, Pete is the oldest head coach in the NFL. You think he's really going to go through a rebuild, which is 100% what this has to be now? Well, let me ask you this because I just saw this tweet from our guy Vish Kumarin who says, when Seattle flips all these assets for Deshaun Watson – Getting a better and younger quarterback in the process, I'm going to lose my mind. That's not out of the question. That is not out of the question, right? 
Yeah, I actually saw uh, the 49ers edit Twitter page. They threw that out there uh, like immediately after this trade. Everybody's celebrating Russ. He's going to be devastated when Deshaun is there and after he settles all his court stuff. Like it, that would be the true like backfire for 49er fans, at least. If if Deshaun Watson can settle his court stuff, his legal stuff, and then he ends up in Seattle, to me, that's an upgrade. Deshaun Watson is better than Russell Wilson. Yes. And he's younger, which yeah. is, you know, that's it. And, and his contract is worked out. It's not even like, well, they have to re-sign him right. for a big deal. Like, nope, it's you You trade for Deshaun Watson. As, uh, again, this is assuming that the, the legal stuff is situated. Like you, you got him. He's locked in. He's young. His contract is done and you're good. There are, so people are tweeting at me. There's two aspects to the Watson stuff. There's a potential criminal component. And then there are 22 civil cases. All right. The, the, from what I've been reading, most of the teams are willing to make a trade as long as the criminal stuff right. is out of the picture. If that is the civil stuff won't lead to a suspension. Uh I don't, I don't the, think the fact that he sat out last year, I think helps him because it's almost right. like time served. I, but again, I don't know the league can do what, you know, Roger Goodell is sometimes gets a little crazy with these things, but it, as long as the criminal component is out of the way, I think you're going to see teams definitely willing to do it. And then, so, you know, we have to wait and see on that, but it, you can't rule Seattle out for that scenario. And that would be, that would be a hell of a switch. If you go from Russ to Deshaun Watson in one off season, you totally, you know, you've rebuilt, so to speak in like a matter of months before the season even starts, it would be an incredible Houdini move by the Seahawks. Yeah. And I, I think Deshaun Watson, DK Metcalf would take off in the stratosphere. I, I love that word today for some reason, stratosphere, stratosphere. <laughs> I'm looking at the odds for the NFC West right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. The Rams are at plus 150. They're the favorites. The Niners close behind at plus 190. Then it's the Cardinals at plus 330. And the Seahawks are dead last to win the NFC West at plus 700. And let me just tell you, if you think Seattle is getting Deshaun Watson, bet the Seahawks right now because those odds are going to skyrocket if that trade actually Man, goes They're down. not winning the division even if they get Deshaun. That, that roster is not good. I don't know, man. You get Deshaun Watson with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and now Noah Fant too in the mix there. That ain't that, bad. That defense is still garbage. Well, that's true. And here's the other thing. If they don't make a trade for, you know, a mobile guy, how's Drew Locke going to survive behind that offensive line in Seattle, which we know is garbage? Drew Locke can't survive behind a good offensive line, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is It is a good day to be a 49ers fan. I, I think that the Jimmy trade is going to happen. I, I said all along it's going to happen before the start of the league year. I think it's going to happen the next two days. Today is March 8th. as. Oh, apparently we just lost Rob. Uh, what he was saying there, I, I definitely agree with that. We are definitely probably going to see the Jimmy trade. I think the Niners are going to take what they can get. Sorry. Well, welcome back there. So I, you know what? My mouse has a button on the side and I accidentally clicked it and it, it shot me right out of the room. I apologize. So I picked up what you were saying and I said, I agree. I think the Jimmy trade probably is going to happen that the Niners are going to take whatever they've been able to get. To this point, the only way I see a trade not happening with Jimmy is if the situation that I've talked about is the reality that Washington has a much better offer out there than anybody else. And the Niners say, we're going to get under the cap even with Jimmy on roster and then trade him the very next day when there's no trade expires. And we're going to get, you know, say a second round pick instead of a fourth round pick. 
Uh, Niner by Nature 88 watching on the YouTube page. Thanks for the super chat. Sir Lance, the king of the NFC. Let's look at the best NFC quarterbacks really quick since he brought it up. Aaron Rodgers is clearly number one now with a bullet. There's nobody even close to him. Number two, I would say Dak Prescott. Is that fair? I would say it's between three guys. And I think you can make an argument for any of the three, depending on preference. It's either Murray, Dak, or Stafford. Yeah, any any order you want, I'm fine with. But like yeah, those three, to me, it just depends on if you want to say, oh, well, Stafford just won the Super Bowl. Well, then you go Stafford. If you want to say true talent, I would probably go Dak. If you want to have the high upside, crazy mobile quarterback, you go Murray. But there is a huge gap between Rodgers at one right. and those other guys. Like it is a substantial gap. Then you get into like the Kirk Cousins of the world. Obviously, he's still in Minnesota. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really slim. Matt Ryan is probably in that group somewhere. But other than that, like, you know, the the Lance stuff, if he's any good, if he's any good at all, Levin, the Niners are going to be right there. Yeah, uh, the NFC basically has been striking out on their quarterback drafts for a decade now. You know, Murray is about the only one that's truly hit. I mean, look look at the top ones. They're not young. Stafford's 10 years in at this point. Yep. Uh, Dak is what, year six or seven now? You and got a fourth-round pick, don't forget. Right, and you got Rodgers, who's obviously been around since 2005. And Murray's the only young one, and there's all kinds of question marks around Murray this year. Heck, right. Murray could be leaving if that continues to go south. I seriously doubt that. I don't I don't feel like they would have extended Kingsbury if Murray was being shipped out. Yeah, I agree. I feel like those two are tied together. Well, they have the same agent, too. So you would think that that's all going to get worked out. Uh, Hal 9000 says Jimmy G's moving soon. The comment is fine. I'm just terrified that Hal 9000 is watching the uh, the live broadcast for the six people that know what I'm talking about there. God, I'm so old. (laughs) All right. They did remake that somewhat recently, didn't they? I don't know. I just know I'm the old dude in most rooms that I'm in now, unfortunately. All right. So that's it for the news of the day. That's it for this emergency podcast again. Yeah, well, that's true. We think. (laughs) Rate, review, follow the Niners Nation podcast network. Oh, hey, there was supposed to come out today with Javier Vega and Leo Luna. But uh, when Russell Wilson gets traded, sorry, man, like you get bumped. So uh, maybe I can still put that together and put it out later tonight for people that are interested Russell Wilson is gone. He can't hurt us anymore. The sky is the limit for Trey. What did Michael Jordan say? The ceiling is the floor for Trey Lance. <laughs> it's all it's all set for the Niners, love it. It is all lining up perfectly for them, assuming Trey Lance is not a train wreck. Yeah, that, that's that's obviously the kicker. Trey Lance, if he's the real deal, the Niners are probably looking at a decade of dominance. A decade, like we say that, you know, and, and people are just like, yeah, but like really a decade of dominance. Like that's potentially what we're looking at, or at least a half a decade, right? Because, you know, you got the Lance contract, the franchise tags and all that stuff. Like we could be entering a 49ers era now, like Andy Reid with the Eagles when he made four straight NFC championship games. Like that we're going to be pencil it in like it used to be in the 90s. It was pencil in the 49ers. The regular season is like the preseason and the real season begins in the playoffs. And that's what we could be getting back to because you got a young coach in Shanahan and a young quarterback in Lance and a young player in Debo and Bosa and Warner. Like we could be right at the beginning 
of an incredible time to be a 49ers fan. Yeah, I was saying this a decade ago, so fingers crossed. <laughs> well, we did say could. It's not a lot. I mean, I mean, where were we a decade ago? We got a dominant young player on the defensive end at Alden Smith. Yeah. We got the quarterback of the future, just dominated the playoffs, made it to the Super Bowl, should have won the Super Bowl, and Colin Kaepernick. and Young coach in Harbaugh. Yeah, like it, 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 two years later, we were all crying. You could see that's true. I mean, you can look, it can clearly go <laughs> off the rails, right? God, why did you have to say that? You just to- human wet blanket, Levin Black, just totally killing my buzz. Damn it, man. It's the truth. We got to wait and see. Now, luckily, this time around, specifically due to that last situation, we have a GM and a head coach who are on the same page. Yeah, unless our GM leaves to go do television. Yeah, but you would think then it's Adam Peters and him and Shanahan already have yeah. five, six years working together. True. So. So let's see. Uh, but this is a day to be excited for for a day where nothing directly involved the 49ers. This is about one of the best days of the offseason that you can have. Uh, stay locked into the Niners Nation podcast network. If you haven't followed yet, please, please do. If you already follow, thank you very much. If you please take the time and leave us a five star rating, it really, really helps make a difference. If you want to support us in any way, that is the absolute best thing you can do for us. Please, please, please hook that up. Levin, thank you for hopping on in short notice. I really appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if you're skipping work, if you drove home from work, whatever you did. Thank you. No, I'm, I uh, finished up my rotation last night, so I'm off until Friday. But yeah, uh, if you're out there, subscribe to this network. This is the network that brings you baby cone. Oh, God. You just <laughs> wanted to say that to get that in. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. And we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. And uh, obviously, the second Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded, we'll be doing another instant reaction podcast. Thank you, everybody, and have a good one. Ah!